Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. is the voice of your St. Louis Blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber, who joins Brooke and Carrie and Randy right now. Good morning, Kerbs. How you doing? Randy, I'm good. How are you? Good. A couple of things. Let's start with this. How is curbside going? You sent me the first edition of that, and I think it's great. If you want a, a terrific in-depth follow-up on the Blues action from the night before, just go to 101ESPN.com or the website. How are you enjoying it so far? Oh, it's been fun. You know what? We, we take the recap from the post-game show. We... Uh... Had the highlights. We get some reaction as well from the players. And I've uh, got Tim Woodburn, who's a terrific personality, longtime hockey broadcaster as well, with his opinion on it. And it just gives fans a different angle on the game. And we're going to put it up the morning after every single game. And uh, you can find that on the 101 ESPN app or at 101ESPN.com. The other thing is, is do you have a go-to restaurant in Winnipeg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily... Okay, luckily there's a place called the High Steakhouse, H-Y apostrophe S. It's High Steakhouse, and you can get to it without having to go outside. Okay, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of important because, you know, before you pack for a road trip, like I was looking at this last night, uh, the weather's going to be okay in Winnipeg. Hmm? It's going to get down to like 8 degrees when we're in Calgary. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, chance of snow, so it's already winter up there. That sounds <laughs> awful. And then you but go to Vancouver, which is good. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, I haven't – I haven't. well, yeah, then we go to Vancouver, which is good. It'll still be cooler, but that's going to be the second of a back-to-back, so we won't have a whole lot of time there. But, but, yeah, you know what, to be honest with you, most of the years now, it's been 10-plus or so since Winnipeg's been back in the league. I haven't done a whole lot of venturing out uh, in Winnipeg, just a couple of times because – Hey, sometimes it gets cold enough or even the cold is like it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, Curbs, luckily the Blues are going on to this road trip on a high note with a huge bounce back win this past weekend against the Penguins. To me, it was the Brandon Sod game outside of Jordan Bennington with another fantastic performance. But Brandon Sod with two goals, but just seeing how well he's starting to mesh with that top line. What have you noticed with his progression being up there with uh, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo? Well, you got a veteran player that's won two Stanley Cups that just knows how to play the game. But what I, he's he's really important to the success of this team this year because he's got to play, in my opinion, meaningful minutes. And by that, I mean, yeah, yeah. look, Brandon Saad's going to get around his 20 goals every single year. It seems that's the kind of player he is. But those were impactful minutes that he played in that top line. You know, in, in I think in a perfect situation, if this team's a cup contender, Brandon Saad's probably your third-line left wing that moves up to the top six when a guy isn't going well or somebody gets hurt like's happened with Paolo Buchnevich. But he's got an opportunity, you know, still with this year and next year left on that contract he signed with the Blues to play top six minutes every single night. And the best part is, is if he can really develop with his speed some of that chemistry with Thomas and Cairo and start making that line go, well, that gives Craig Berube an opportunity to put Pavel Wichnevich when he's back on the line with Braden Shen and Kasperi Kapanen. And, man, would I, I like the grit and the work ethic of that 
Curbs, it seemed like the, the Blues had so much more energy uh, versus the Penguins than they did against the Coyotes. Did you see that? And if so, what was the difference? It, yeah, you know what, Kerry? It wasn't an energy thing, in, in my opinion. It was just a, a system breakdown. It was the fact that they just didn't get the puck on their stick enough to get it going. And sometimes when that snowballs against you, it's hard to recover and, and get it back. And so, you know, I, I, I don't think it was a work ethic issue. I don't think it was a, an energy factor. I just, I think the game kind of snowballed away from them and then they were chasing the game. And listen, it's a mental grind, as you know, as a former mm-hmm. athlete, when you fall behind and you fall behind in several games in a row and you feel like you're chasing the game, it's a lot different than they did against the Penguins by getting the lead and then building on it. So, um, either way, I think it was some really good early season adversity to know that you can rediscover your game, to know that you can bounce back and not let it snowball. And that's something that was a problem last year that you hope is not an issue this year. Curbs, the Blues in the last few years have done very well with getting goals and points from their defensemen. Not so much so far this year. What is that a product of? Is it a change in system or is it individual players? Well, it's early, so mm-hmm. you know I, I think we should wait and see how this sorts out. Because you do have the goal from Tuck, you've got the goal from Pareko. Uh, part of it this year is you. Well, part of it this year and last year, to be honest with you, Randy has also been the power play. So you're not getting the extra points for Tory Krug. You're not getting the extra points for Justin Falk uh, in that mix. So the power play last year wasn't good, and, and this year, obviously, it hasn't even picked up a point. So. That's part of it. But to your point, for this team to be successful and to play in today's National Hockey League, you have to have active defensemen that participate in the offense. And I think last year, they just didn't have enough offensive zone time to get the puck down low and grind it out where it could happen. And this year, the zone time hasn't been very good as well. You will see more points from your defensemen when you start to have zone time and start to create chaos that opens up shot lines for them. Do you feel better about after the Saturday's game about that offensive zone time, about the potential to be able to establish that? Yeah, I still think at times this team really still looks like a rush team, but you could see that there's a, a concerted effort to, to make that happen. It was better. I don't think it's anywhere near where Craig Maruby would like to see it. Um, so there's still got to be a lot of work of where you're putting the puck in. Are you chipping the puck past the defense that gives your teammate a chance to get it? Are you rimming it to where the goalie can get it? Or are you making sure the goalie can't touch it? Things like that will add to it. But, yeah, again, I'll go back to the fact that it was a good rebound game. It didn't snowball into a two, three-game losing streak was huge. And that will continue to build some confidence. This is a hockey team that's going to have to find a way to win games three to two, two to one this year, I think. And and part of that's going to be making sure that the other team has to defend in their own end. And that's something that Barubi, I think, is definitely going to be building on as the season moves along. Curbs, on this road trip outside of hopefully winning these games, what would you like to see? Is there something specifically you want to see from a player or even a unit or even with the power play? Is there something that you would like to see during this road trip the Blues accomplish? Well, you you want to see a shooting mentality on the power play. uh, And you want to see, I think, some consistent executed play from Robert Thomas. Um, you know, it's going to go through him on that top power play unit. The offense is going to go through him, even if it's to Jordan Cairo, you know, with the top line minutes. So they're going to play face a, a good physical team in Winnipeg. Then, then you've got some decent size defensively for, for Calgary. Uh, um, you know, and then, and I'm not sure what the identity of the Vancouver, you know, Canucks is just yet, but 
you're going to see the continued battle grind in night in, night out from that top line. And you've got three games in four days, Brooks. So what I think it needs to happen is if you're seeing that consistency by the time you hit Vancouver from that top line, then you know you're seeing something there. So it's going to be a hard <laughs> three games for that top line, but I'd look at the continued matchups they're getting and can they be successful. Curves, the Blues have been outshot in every single game. Do you expect that trend to continue? And if so, is that a, is that problematic? Uh, I do think it will get used to it, Kerry. I think that's what's <laughs> going to happen a lot okay. this year. Uh, problematic? No, not when you've got Jordan Bennington playing this way because a lot of shots are coming from the outside. I think it's a system where it's more about worrying about defending the middle of the ice than the outside part of the ice and chasing it around the boards. So, so far, I think the trend is you will give up some more shots. And talking to some of the players, they say, yeah, we'll give up a few more shots, but they'll be able to block more. They'll be able to make sure Jordan Bennington sees more of the putts and make saves. So, more of a concern is the lack of shots for the St. Louis Blues, but I would expect to see, you know, on average, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Blues this season, you know, average 31 to 33 shots on goal against. Hey, Curbs, one more thing before we let you go, and this is about Connor Bedard, more of a big-picture NHL thing. McDavid is playing at Edmonton. McKinnon is playing with the Avalanche, not a market that uh, – it's not a central NHL market. Here you have Bedard with an original six, a really popular team, and they averaged over $200 average for a ticket for his debut the other night. He scores a minute and a half into the game. This is a long way of asking, can Connor Bedard be a game-changer for this league? league do you think because of where he plays and and what he is yeah look I think to your point it's going to help it's you know as amazing as Connor McDavid is him playing up in Edmonton uh is not as helpful to the league as maybe a Connor Bedard uh, a Sidney Crosby uh, an Alex Ovechkin and uh Danny Malkin is uh you know down here in the United States so the fact that he's in that market, the fact that he's clearly going to revive that team, the fact that the general manager made moves, I think it'll make that team better in the immediate as well. All plays a good role in this. But, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be a big help for the league. Randy, there's a ton of terrific young players in the National Hockey League. And and, and it, the league is going to continue to market well and, and, and boom right now. I think it's really important. Like, tonight's a great night. They call it the Frozen Frenzy. All 32 teams are playing tonight. I mean, it's just a cool way of doing some things to just create awareness and um, and continue to grow the, the sport that, let's face it, except for the, the original six and then the, then the six expansion teams, you're talking about hockey being in most of these markets and half the league you know, for less than, than 40, 45 years. So I, it, it's still got some growth to do, and, and, and I think stars like that are going to go a long way, even if it is in a great original six market like Chicago. We will be tuned in for the Blues and the Jets tomorrow night from Winnipeg. Safe travels, sir, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys. Have an awesome week. Cheers. Cheers to you. That is Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN.